Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I want to just say one last thing related to the Yellow Jackets, and then we'll be done with it. This is a story that never ends. And this isn't about me. This is a comment that came in on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. because I posted the video of me getting chased back into the house by the Yellow Jackets. And so people were saying, oh, my gosh, it looks painful. I, I know your pain. People who like hit a nest while they were on the, mowing their lawn. Ooh. People get, you know, getting stung. I got stung six times. The last comment I read before we hit record on this episode was from a man who got stung 70, seven, oh my zero gosh. times. I've responded. I said. You have to go to the hospital for that. Right? That's what I said. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, were you in the hospital? He wrote, I should have gone. But I didn't. It was a very painful few days. And he still has scars. I feel 70, like. 70. If you had gotten stung a couple more times, I would have said, we need to go. I felt weird. Like, just from getting stung six times. Like, yeah. And it could have also been, I don't know, it could have been the adrenaline or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was like a 20-minute period where I was like, well, I definitely feel kind of funky. Mm-hmm. So either it was the adrenaline coming down and I was feeling kind of punch drunk from that or it was just being stuck like seven times, six times, but 70, seven, zero. That's like, insane. Yeah. All right. Did you do anything yesterday? And I promise that's the last that the yellow jackets mm-hmm. will come up. Okay. Did you do anything yesterday to change the ripples in the world from negative from from uh negative to positive? I actually did. What did you do? I complimented my coworkers. Like I made sure to compliment like a conscious people, effort. like a conscious effort to say, Hey, I'm really glad you're here. My day is better because of you. Oh and that's stuff so- like that. So um, yeah, that was my little thing. Cause you know, I had like a bad day at work on Monday and then I thought it just needed to, I thought I needed to ripple it at work. So I did it at work. Ripple it. Here's what I did. I found a, um, one of those Amazon wish lists from mm-hmm. a teacher that had like half a dozen things left on it. Yeah. And I just closed out the list. There you go. Yeah. And nothing that was left on it was like terribly expensive. So it wasn't a huge, wasn't a financial burden at all. Took less than five minutes and totally spread out ripples of kindness because now uh, this teacher is going to open up the his or her Amazon account or whatever or get yeah. a notification and realized, realize that their whole list is full and that's going to put them in a good mood. Is it someone you know or a stranger? Stranger. I love that. Yeah. So super simple. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, the idea is that every energy in the world creates ripples. So if if you do something or if you're the recipient of something nasty, like a, a, a negative comment or a mean person or whatever, you can take that energy and then in turn put 
do something positive and actually change the energy of that ripple. So rather than absorb negative stuff and make more negativity, you make positivity. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for compliments. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for chicken. I had this on the list, cooked or just like running around? Um, Cooked, and also I like their eggs. I feel oh, like they yeah. bring my life a lot of joy, culinary joy. Have you have you cut back on your hard-boiled egg routine because mm-hmm. you were worried about how many eggs you were consuming? Yes. I, yeah, I like hard-boiled eggs because... They're on the healthiest side and they fill me up and I read And they're it. so convenient. And they're so convenient, especially now that I have my little $200 egg cooker. And that's oh, right. Yeah. I said $200 egg cooker because they are only, what do they retail for? 12 bucks or something like that. But Jeff bought a box of junk for $200 and that was the only thing that we kept. It was like a mystery box because he got excited. He paid $200 yeah. for it. And the literal only thing that we kept was the egg cooker, which but by you, the way is if you eat hard boiled egg or what, I guess whatever eggs they'll cook you. You can egg. soft boil them. You can poach them in the shell. You can do hard boiled eggs. You pick it up at Target. That and thing I, is fantastic. I think it is $15. We, we obviously overpaid, but it was a surprise. We didn't know what we would get. And, and you use it like three times a week and it brings you joy. So yeah, I did until I thought maybe I was going to have like cholesterol problems or something. You know that you have a little bit of a problem with that, right? With what? Like food streak obsession things. Mm -hmm. I totally do. There was a time a couple of years ago, I think it was before you were pregnant where you were eating so many carrots that you were physically turning orange. You were like, like Veruca salt in. Willy Wonka. You I took, was. You were turning into a blueberry, but it was orange because it was carrots. I really was. I have it on my list this year, like one of my October Lucians, which by the way, is like rapidly approaching. I know. Like we're in the middle of August right now. Yeah. One of my October Lucians, and I actually have not even gotten to talk to you about this in real life yet, but one of my October Lucians was to be a more intuitive eater and to learn more about intuitive eating and stop with like my crap relationship with food because it's, it's not very good. And the reason I turned like a carrot orange color is because I was eating so many carrots because I was on a diet, which is dumb. And I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want to be a diet hopper. I don't want to teach Ellie about diets. I just feel like in this house, we just do not have a super solid, healthy relationship with food. So one of my friends is a nutritionist. And I talked to her yesterday just being like, okay, here's the deal. Like I need help. Like I work out constantly. I need food for fuel. I have a crazy schedule and I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to eat. I just don't outside of a diet. I have no clue. So, um, she and I talked for a while yesterday and I'm going to talk to her again and see if she can help me like revise my mindset. 
I think your issue, if I can speak candidly, is not an issue with food, but is an issue with your issue with food. I think you think that you have an issue with food. But you don't think I do. No. I think when you commit to eating healthy, you do a terrific job of eating really healthy. And like what whatever that version of healthy is, whether it's Weight Watchers or whether it's the crazy carrot diet or whatever it is, like I think you get to you do it and you're committed to it or whatever. But for whatever reason, I think I feel like your issue is that you think you have an issue with food. Because it's like an internal struggle. And when I was on the carrot diet, you were like, oh my God, you're driving me nuts with the measuring and the thing. And that like, so you didn't like that. Because that was so inconvenient for having a relationship with another person. Right. But I don't like, I think you're. I think about food like 90% of the day and I get really stressed when I feel like I eat something that's quote unquote bad. And I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want to have bad food. I don't want to have good food. I don't want to. But that's not an issue with food. That's an issue with the way you think about food. I, I know how to properly diet to lose a bunch of weight and look really good. I don't know know how to sustainably eat because I've been eating the way that I think is healthy since like three months postpartum. And I've lost not one pound. You're three because you carried a human in your body system, that human hasn't been outside of your body longer than it was inside of your body. Get Cut yourself some slack on that. I think I know a sliver of how to be healthy, but I feel like I know one vegetable I can make. I think you're, oh my gosh, I, th- I think I've just, so I have a breakthrough for you. Can I share my breakthrough? Sure. I think you're need to learn more, solve more, research more about food is the same as my need to create to-do lists and systems. It might be. It's an excuse in order to, that exists, and I'm using the word excuse loosely because I can't think of a better word, but it's something that we both think we need to do before we can move on to the next step. That's not true because with like right now, I don't like the diet mentality. I don't think that you're understanding what I want to get out of and what goes on in my head. I don't think that you and I know really anything about being healthy. Like we know what better choices are, but we don't have an extensive knowledge of like if we made better to if just based on the knowledge we both have right now, if we consistently made better choices for 30 days, we would both lose weight. The problem is we don't. But that's not what I talked about with my friend yesterday. Like that's not what I talked about at all. We talked about like changing like the mental conversation around food and making sure that you're actually getting foods that you need. Like I don't know how much of what I need and I think everyone's probably a little bit different. I think you are trying to solve a problem. You're trying to get a master's degree to solve a problem that you could solve with a high school diploma. But we 
don't use our high school diploma to fix it. So then I'm calling in bigger guns. Um, all right. Where wow. that wasn't on the schedule. That was not on the schedule. And I didn't want to bring it up because I knew that you weren't going to agree with it. We can continue this conversation another time. What would you like to move on next? We have several things on our schedule today. Well, can I, uh, one, I want to congratulate Melanie from Jacksonville, Florida. She, one, I did a back to school or we did a back to school texting contest mm -hmm. and she answered the poll. Yeah. And so it was like, our, and so she won 200 bucks for back to school, whatever she wants to spend it on. So congratulations, Melanie. The poll was, uh, what is the very best school lunch treat? And it gave three choices. So pick of these three, mm -hmm. one rectangle pizza, two chocolate milk, three Ice cream with a wooden spoon. I don't know what rectangle pizza is. Well, because you went to a fancy private school. We uh, had cafeteria lunches. Yeah, but you probably had like sushi and stuff. We did not, but what's square pizza? Rectangle pizza is like, I think it's. I oh, think, they make like a huge sheet pan. Like, almost like a cookie sheet of pizza. Oh, and, we had that. I just didn't call it that. Yeah, and it was rectangle. Just pizza day, but it ours was awesome. I would say pizza day. Pizza won 57% of the votes. Uh, ice cream with wooden spoons came in second. And tell me you're not thinking about the taste of the wooden spoon right now. Oh, 5,000%. Are you kidding me? So Something that never goes away. Mayfield. That was like the only, I don't know if they're the only ones that made it. It was burned dairy up in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had Mayfield. And we also had Mayfield um, milk cartons. So, and we didn't have chocolate milk every day. This is when I was in elementary school. When I was in elementary school, they had this big like um, refrigerator type thing that you like opened at the top. And then the cartons, like the plastic crate things yeah. would be in there and you didn't know what was going to be in there. So some days it was like orange. Some days it was like chocolate milk. Some days they had like skim whole, whatever. Um, but you didn't know when you, you opened could, it. So you couldn't pick your beverage of choice. You could pick your beverage, but you just didn't know. Is there chocolate milk left over from yesterday? Uh, is it. there, you know what I mean? When is the delivery day? I don't know. It's a big mystery. When I was at the podcasting convention, there was, was a guy there that I've met online who is a, obviously a fellow podcaster, mm -hmm. but he helps existing podcasters improve their shows. Okay. And he has this thing, these decks of cards, where if you are an interviewer, you can pull out these decks of cards. They're interview, called interview decks. Um, and you pull out the decks of cards and you just pick a card randomly and you can ask your guests the question. He made the decks? Yes. Okay. And it's, and they're really awesome. Look at Are them. Are they? Yeah. Did called, you just get these cards at, when you were at he, the thing? He, he gave them to me. They're oh, called, awesome. They're called pod decks. And I thought it would be interesting to just uh, randomly pull a couple of cards. Ooh, and answer, okay. And answer the questions. Um, I like this game. Well, yeah, unless it's like, when is the last time that you had a disagreement with your spouse? And then it's really <laughs> like, ah, oh, six minutes ago. <laughs> On the air. What is something, this is a great first card for us to draw. What is something in life you have a really, you really have an appreciation for that most people don't? Ooh, that is a good one. What is something in life that you really have an appreciation for? That I feel like this is easy for you. What do you think my answer is? Um, 
I, f- I don't know how to say it, but I feel like what you would say is um, this week? the appreciation of like memories. Like you have a deep appreciation for when you can remember things because you have like a like spotty a spotty memory. Yeah, yeah, like a spotty memory. So it's really special to you and you can like remember things like about your mom or fun things that you did with your parents when you were little. Like that's so special to you. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I did that. You know what I mean? Even I can take advantage of that sometimes. Be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I totally read that book. You didn't. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's so special to you and you hold that so tightly. And I think that's really neat. I think uh, my answer would be, um, and that yours isn't wrong. That's a good. That's a good answer. Mine is similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, my answer is I appreciate the planning of experiences. Oh, uh huh. You do. I enjoy the planning and creation of an experience as much as I enjoy the actual experience. It's even if it's for somebody else. Like I enjoy, I enjoy yeah. connecting dots and making things extra special. And you're really good at it. Thanks. Um, I would say for me, I it's the question is appreciate more than most people. What is something in life you really you really have an appreciation for that most people don't? I have an appreciation for I don't know. Did you immediately think anything about me? <laughs> um, I think, I think you uh, appreciate being of service. Like, I think you have an appreciate. I think there's a lot of people who might have jobs that have the word assistant in the title mm-hmm. that might think, that that might not embrace those jobs. Yeah. And I think you embrace it and you are proud of the work that you do. Oh, I love it. I, that that is true. I was telling someone yesterday or two days ago, they were asking about my job and I was like, I truly feel like I have the coolest, most awesome job in this building. And I really take ownership of that. And when I say I'll, I'll catch my, not catch myself, but I'll find myself saying things like, well, on our show, well, on my show, well, it's not my show, right. but I take ownership of that because I think it's really neat. It's All right. One. Here's another one. What or who has made the biggest impression on your life in the past year? Easy. Easy? So easy for both of us. Each other? No. Ellie. Yeah. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I'm really bad at this. See, this goes back to what we were talking about last week, how I like freeze mentally. And like tomorrow I'll have like great answers to all of the questions. I need these. I need the questions sent to me beforehand, please. All right. We'll do that for the, for the next round of them. Oh no. I want to do one more. Oh, okay. We have time for one more. I love this game. Oh, great question to answer then based on what you just said. When you have to study for a test, what is a proven successful method? Kelly needs 24 hours to study for the answer to this question. I'll answer first. For me, I think I do best when I, honestly, when I panic study. 
Do you? I think I do my best work when I procrastinate and then I have 48 hours to learn it all. I do my best work when I, uh, like I do my best work on papers, like writing during crunch time. Cause I overanalyze everything. So that's when I do my best, but for tests for me, it is time and repetition. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside and you can save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash upside just because you're a listener to this podcast. Now, if you're not feeling down or depressed or angry, you might not think that therapy could be helpful or useful, but here's the truth. If something is holding you back from being your very best self, Therapy could be the answer. You can unload stress that you might not even realize you have. Once you get it out, once you're talking to someone who's completely unbiased, somebody who's not going to judge you, you might notice a big difference. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start talking with your therapist in as soon as 48 hours. Like I said, Upside listeners get a great deal right now. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Thank you to BetterHelp for being a long-term sponsor of this podcast. To properly provide for their families, most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage that they get through their employer. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process, and eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical team exam requirement for a simple phone call. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com, and in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and the scheduling for free. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And in a blink of an eye, summer vacation is coming to an end. But that doesn't mean that fun has to come to an end. Thanks to the folks at KiwiCo, you can give your young innovator and your young creative super cool projects that are going to nurture their curiosity and exploration outside the classroom. These projects are going to be delivered right to your young person's address, and they're going to come every single month from KiwiCo. There is something for every kid or every kid at heart every single month. Now, KiwiCo is going to do the legwork for you so you guys can spend time tackling these projects together. The beautiful thing about the projects that come from KiwiCo is that they are going to tap into whatever it is fires up your child. It could be a super cool steam project. It could be a creative art project. It could be something that sails the solar system, or it could be an animation machine. There's the thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be something you can do together. 
and it's going to be something that's going to allow them to learn. We have our little Ellie. She is nine months old, and I'm starting to look for toys that are not only going to occupy her time, but are going to stimulate her brain. It's never too young. She got her first Panda Crate from KiwiCo, and it's time to start looking for another. Get your first month free on select crates when you go to KiwiCo.com slash upside. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Upside, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month from KiwiCo, kiwico.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day is, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you will most certainly be right. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. I never noticed this before, but Disney parks do not have mirrors in the restroom. Really? Restrooms. I, I'm sh- I, I, maybe this has been changed. Why is that? Well, it's funny you should ask. I know <laughs> the answer. Uh, mirrors over the sink, sinks tempt visitors to look at each other, check their hair, check their clothes, check their makeup, all when they finish washing their hands. That's time that they're not in the park ready to spend money on food, drinks, and I souvenirs. would love to know the psychology of two things. One, casinos. Two, Disney. Because I oh, feel sure. like every single thing is thought out. Yes. And we underestimate how thought out it is. Yep. Like maybe not in casinos because it's more obvious, but Disney, it all has a plan. Yep. They're totally smart, almost creepily smart, I would argue. Uh, a new thing that is starting to, there's coming to be in post pandemic return to the office life. And I think this is brilliant to limit time that people have to spend as a group in a single room for safety reasons. Uh, people are now having standing meetings. It speeds up the meeting by up to 90%. That's so smart. So everybody comes in, you stand around the table. Nobody sits, nobody gets comfortable. Nobody leans back in their chair. You're just standing. They rattle off the bullet points for the meeting. I'm so into that. This is how, this is peak efficiency. This is how meetings should have always been done. I am here for it. I will be the campaign supporter of this campaign. And I had a friend tell me that this actually came up in my life yesterday. I had a friend tell me that she went to her kid's open house thing or whatever, and they had a parents meeting after it was outside standing. Yeah. Say what you got to say, be done, move on with your life. Get in, get out. Like Chili, Chili Tanner right years ago. Get in, get out, get on with your life. Is that what Chili said? Yep. Uh, and finally, Ikea is releasing a meatball candle. Now, I heard this and I feel like we're taking the candle thing a little far. The aim of the candle, according to Ikea, is to remind you how much you love visiting the store. Uh, there is There is a limited number that were produced. Um, 1,925 candles were produced and you have to enter the contest by August 22nd to get your meatball scented candle. The um, It's celebrating the 10th anniversary of Ikea's family program, which I don't even know what that is. But uh, if you win the candle, you get a bunch of other prizes that comes with it. Amazing PR strategy. I feel like that candle would just make me chronically hungry. Yes. Wouldn't you be starving if you came in the house and it just smelled like meatballs in here? 100%. Those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. 
Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word upside to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. Now, what's the neighbor's name in uh, Bewitched, the nosy neighbor? Bewitched? That's yeah, old school. But you know who I'm talking about? The neighbor that's oh, Is it like Glenda or something? Uh, I've not watched. I used to watch Bewitched every day after school growing up. It was so good. Um, Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. Those are the two. They were on. I Dream of Jeannie was so good. I always thought she was like so pretty. Those two were. Gladys Kravitz. Okay, Gladys Kravitz. Gladys Kravitz. So we've established that Jeff and I are Gladys Kravitz. Like we enjoy being nosy neighbors. And I don't think we're nosy because no one knows that we're nosy, you know, except if you're listening to the show. But our neighbors wouldn't know based on our so. behavior yeah. that we're really creepy and they should be alarmed to be living next to us. Right. But if you live next to the dollars, we will be watching you for entertainment purposes. And there has been across the street, and I've been wondering about this. So we live in a house and across the street, there's some apartments. So our house faces a whole bunch of apartment balconies. Yep. And we saw... I, I don't know what Jeff thought he saw, but there was some sort of beef between these girls and their gorgeous, amazing German Shepherd that I'm obsessed with, and then the neighbors below. And Jeff thought there was some sort of like, maybe they were letting the dog pee on the balcony or something. The dog has not been around since Jeff made that observation. Oh, really? Did the dog get evicted? I don't think the dog got evicted. I've seen the girls. And I've seen the dog sometimes. But the but dog's not out on the balcony anymore? No, and I want to know what happened. Because I'm nosy. Didn't you say something like that? You're like, what did you What did you think happened? I saw the people down below, like, sticking their camera out to film. Oh, that was it. Up to the balcony above, and I couldn't figure out why. And the dog was always out there. And so the only thing I could surmise is that they were throwing something off or something was, or whatever. And I think one of the thoughts was the dog peed on the balcony because it would drip. Like it would, if it came down, it would drip down. <laughs> and that would be very unfortunate. If you're just trying to sit outside and enjoy. And then all of a sudden you're like, is it raining? Yeah. What is up with that? Anyway, so I hope the dog's okay. I, it was before it was really hot. So I don't think they were taking pictures of someone leaving their dog outside, which I would totally- They were out there with it. That's Yeah, they were out there with the dog. Yeah, so. So, Mm. anyways, trauma. Hey guys, I was just listening to today's episode when um, Jeff is back from his conference for another day or so and is revisiting the topic of how he said he wouldn't miss Callie or Ellie. But he did, he now knows what it's like to miss Ellie. So it's in there. Um, I, you know, I can't relate to this at all, (laughs) but I think you found your perfect person with Callie who she's not bothered by it. She's not insecure about it and she loves you through it. And she knows that your guys' love is, is deep and good. So that's what matters. I can't relate to you, man, but you got yourself a wife that can. So that's what matters at the end of the day. (laughs) Who has enough time for uncomfortable shoes? Well, 
I do not. And I bet you don't either. And as a Rothy's owner, I never have to be uncomfortable. The thing that makes Rothy's stand out so much is that they have a seamless design. So you can literally order them and comfortably wear them all day from the second you take them out of the box. And I can tell you that confidently because I am a paying customer. I have five pair of Rothy's and I have never hesitated to take them right out of the box, put them on my feet and go. Rothy's are as cute as they are comfortable. They offer flats, loafers, and my personal favorite, the sneaker style. They have a ton of colors and a ton of patterns and also super spacious washable bags. Rothy's recently launched men's shoes. I'm so excited about this. And they are intentionally designed with an artisanal level of detail and created with zero waste. They're durable, they're washable, and they're better for the planet. Step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash upside to find your new warm weather favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, Callie and Jeff. I wanted to say two things. First, as far as Jeff not missing Callie, I don't think that's abnormal as people might think. I do not question at all how my boyfriend feels about me. I know how much he loves me, but he doesn't miss me either. And he told me that he doesn't miss anybody except people who have died. The second thing is around kind of a kindness revolution that we talked about on, on today's podcast. And I wanted to share that I had an experience last week where I went through the drive-thru at Duncan and I always pay with my debit card, but I happen to have cash. And this little girl that greets me almost every morning, so friendly and sweet, I gave her the $10 and she was about to hand me, you know, the $7 change. And I said, you know what, keep that for your tip jar because most of the time I come through here and pay with my debit card and I never have cash on me. Hopefully this will make up for all of the times that I came through and didn't have, um, didn't have any change. She almost burst into tears and thanked me profusely and said she wished she could give me a hug. And as I drove away, I thought to myself, all of the times I've paid it forward in the drive-thru, but I never once thought about tipping big at, at a place where I know they probably deal with a lot of really difficult people and thought that, it was just such a poignant moment, and, and maybe that'll give somebody else the idea to, to do the same. Thanks, and have a great day. Hey, guys. I just wanted to call and show Jeff some support on this whole whether to miss people or not when he's gone, and I get where he's coming from. It is, it's a different type of love you have for your child, so I understand how he can miss Ellie, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but not necessarily miss Callie. It's not that he doesn't want to be around you, Callie. I get where he's coming from with why he would miss Ellie 
because she's a baby and she's super cute and your kids, even though they drive you freaking crazy when they get older, you still miss them because you love them, even though it's nice to have that break away. So, Jeff, I get where you're coming from. Maybe just don't say it out loud. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It is Leslie in Centerville, Virginia. And I had to call in and say, Jeff, I am your person. I totally get you. When my husband goes away, he's like, are you going to miss me? And I made the mistake once upon a time of saying no. But that's because at the time, I, you know, my kids were little and I was going to be busy and my life wasn't going to change, but his was going to be away. And, um, and I sort of hurt his feelings. But I did understand that when he goes away, his life changed. When he went away, my life didn't change at all. I was still having to deal with everything and work and feed kids and, you know, feed dogs and whatnot. But it became a running joke. So when he goes out of town now and my kids are grown, he's like, are you going to miss me? And I'm like, every second of every day. And it's just a joke because he really knows not really. So I am right there with you. Sorry, Callie. Bye. If you do a kind act for someone, your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given. Do the good deed and stay upsidey.